Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is the Coffee and Capes podcast. Welcome to episode six. Is this episode six? Yeah, this is episode six. Awesome. Hopefully you've uh, caught up on our previous episodes. We've been having some fun making these happen. This is a, a passion project for us, but we're trying to do it in, you know, in all the ways that people do these things these days. John, where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us to listen to us. They can find us on Spotify at Coffee and Capes. So not and, not the and symbol, but just the letter N. Um, so Spotify podcasts, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on YouTube. If you follow us on Instagram at coffee underscore the letter N underscore capes, um, and follow the link in our link tree, it will take you to the Spotify podcast where you can enjoy all of the episodes that we have done so far, uh, including this one. And, um, yeah, that's, that's where we're kind of at right now. And if you want to get in touch with us, you want to give us a comment or a suggestion or would like to just drop us a line and say hey this is a lot of fun thanks for doing this and representing the old nerd crew um you can reach us at supers at coffeeandcapes.com uh, for an email i don't think i left anything out coffee is it okay uh excellent thank you for handling that we would love to hear from you let's uh It'd be a fun part. We're just having a good time here. That's that's our that's our goal is to uh, talk about things that we enjoy very very much and are passionate about. True. Like coffee. Like coffee. What you got in your mug today, John? Uh, I'm gonna look it up for you because I had the bag with me and then was running around a little bit behind schedule this morning. So my apologize. My apologies to everybody uh, in terms of not being 100% ready. However, uh, greater goods stimulate is what is in my mug this morning. Uh, greater goods is out of Austin, Texas. And they say with a huge body and mountains of chocolatey sweetness, stimulate will live up to its name for lovers of dark roast. And I have to say it is delicious. Nice. Uh, yeah. Really, really good coffee. Again, I like trade coffee because you can get it from small batch roasters kind of all over the U.S. and it's always nice to be able to support small businesses trying to make their way in a crazy world. Absolutely. Uh, what Absolutely. about you, Dave? Well, uh, speaking of supporting small businesses, I stopped at a coffee shop right by right near our house called Yogi's Cafe. Oh. That uh, and I have I have their uh, dark roast today in in my travel mug. I'm not familiar with Yogi's Cafe. Where's that one? It is on Route 59 and 87th Street. Okay. Nice. So yeah. Very cool. There is a, uh, there's a really nice one in kind of Aurora. Um, I can't remember exactly where it is right now, but they, they have their own coffees. They actually hmm. hold, hold classes on oh, wow. like coffee. Yeah. I'll have to see if I can find it and, and give everybody the name if they're ever interested in there in that area. Uh, yeah. Aurora, Illinois not Aurora, Colorado. I realized that, <laughs> right. uh, you know, there's, there's multiples, right? So if you're in Aurora, Colorado, uh, maybe there's something similar out there with you, but probably, I mean, that's yeah. a pretty, pretty hip happening place, right? Yes. It's not bad. I used to live out that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The air up there is, is a little thinner, so, <laughs> but beautiful area. Absolutely. Yes. 
Absolutely. But yeah, Yogi's is, a, as far as I know, it's just the one location there in, um, in South Naperville. And uh, the owner operator is super kind and sweet. And so we like going there whenever, whenever we can. Yes. That's awesome. So yeah. support small businesses. Yes. Although uh, this podcast primarily supports a very large organization, <laughs> right. uh, the film industry, the comic book industry, like nerd and geek culture. And I feel like that brings us to our topic today, Dave. What is on the agenda today? Well, if you are watching us on our YouTube channel, which if you're not, why aren't you? Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> we don't really show much other than ourselves talking and some fun backgrounds. But uh, I can't remember. Did we mention the YouTube channel earlier? I don't yeah. remember. Okay. I guess I wasn't paying enough attention. Sorry, John. It's all right. It's okay. But anyway, the visual clue you'll see is we're talking about Venom. Yes. Let there be carnage today. Yeah. Uh, so this is like, I, I feel like this might be our first kind of official movie review of something that, uh, you know, is recent-ish, right? Um, we've done a review of What If, but that was an entire series, and we've talked about that. Uh, and I feel like we've touched on a couple others, just kind of in passing, like older movies, things like that. So I'm excited to dive into this one. I am too. I just have to say that if you check out our first episode, that that is us reacting to the Shang-Chi movie. Oh, yeah. Good point. See, I fell on my head a lot as a kid uh, trying to <laughs> pretend that I was Spider-Man and I can't climb walls and, and I still do that today. Um, you know who can climb walls? Venom. Venom. Yeah. So if you have not seen Venom, which would be kind of odd since it's been out for a little bit, um, we are going to talk about some things here that are 100% spoilers, yeah. especially when we get to the part about the post credit scene. Wait, there was a post-credit scene? You didn't watch the post-credit scene? Why doesn't somebody tell me these things? Oh, Dave. No, I'm kidding. Of course I okay. saw the post-credit scene. <laughs> I was like really shocked for a second because this is not like you. I was like, zombies have face Dave. Uh, everybody Check for punched. scrolls. I'm, I'm a scroll. Maybe. Yeah, scrolls. Ooh, yeah, that's coming. Um, so, so yeah, spoiler alert's coming. So yeah. Go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this. Yeah, as always. Watch yes. the movie, come back and yes. listen. Um, we'll wait. So, I, interestingly enough, right, uh, I, as you know, my lovely wife, Rachel, not a giant fan of going to these kinds of movies. She yeah. does it a little begrudgingly. This, however, happens to be her favorite, favorite uh superhero movie character she loved the first one i loved the first one um as well i thought it was hilarious so she was very excited to go to this one it was wonderful um can we explore that a little bit because you know maybe not everybody who might find this someday is a huge 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 comic book fan like what what is it you think about venom that um breaks through that barrier for, for Rachel at the risk of, I mean, as the best you can speak for her. Sure. As the best I can speak for her, she thinks he's hilarious. Specifically okay. like movie, movie character Venom. Uh, and, and to be fair, like, it's not like she read the comics. Yeah. Um, her exposure to Venom is, is strictly through Tom Hardy in the movie. And she thought the first one was hilarious, which I, I think most of us can agree that yeah. Tom Hardy's, uh, 
dual portrayal of both Eddie Brock and Venom, right? Because they let him do both. Yeah. Which was such a good move. Uh, Tom Hardy's super talented and he clearly lets his uh, funny side come through in this. Um, but, you know, things like eating eating the bad guy in the convenience store at the end, right? <laughs> yeah. Like those kinds of things, the banter that went back and forth between Eddie Brock and Venom, you know, she found that just to be hilarious and a really strong, you know, antithesis, antithesis I don't know, I'm not pronouncing the word right, but you all get it, to like Spider-Man's goody-goody. Yeah. Right, which she's not a Spider-Man fan. She loves Tom Holland. She thinks Tom Holland's fantastic, mostly because he owns a pit bull uh, that he brought to some premiere. So she saw that never since. She's been a Tom Holland fan. But the Spider-Man character in and of itself, right, doesn't really connect for her. She likes the darker, little grittier, uh, more adultish humor found in Ben. Yeah, were you surprised that this wasn't an R-rated movie? Did it feel like an R-rated movie to you? Are we talking about the second one or the first one? Uh, I guess the second one, but... Yeah, so... Because the first one felt PG-13. Okay. Um, the second one, I feel like... Had it been a little more graphic in terms of some of the deaths like had there been more blood splatter so if you go back and watch it and i i went through kind of a similar thing if you go back and watch the um you know watch the episode or watch the movie again there's really no like blood anywhere yeah there's there's a lot of death like people are dying 100 percent but I think that's how they get away from making an making an R is because there's no gore. Yeah. There's violence, but without the gore, right? I think if you add in that, it, it changes. Yeah. I think I was just curious because I, I think it's one of those that it, you could make the case, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a, an R-rated Venom movie? But I think it kind of works. <laughs> I do too. The way they've done it. And, you know, the, the PG-13 rule is you get one F-bomb, Right. And I, I think they used it to great effect. Yes. And if that had been, you know, if it had been ra- rated R and it was Logan and every other word was right. F-U or whatever, like, I don't think it would have, it wouldn't have had that same sort of impact, that scene where they dropped the F-bomb. Do you want to explain the scene where they dropped the f I mean, I guess it's to the end. So, but sure, like, <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? It was, I thought it was hilarious. I, uh it's at the the end of the big battle at the end between Venom and Carnage. And there's a moment where Cletus is trying to connect in, with, with Eddie Brock and be, um, Cletus is trying to be sympathetic and, and sort of be like, you know, I just wanted to be your friend. Yep. And, and you can tell Eddie's mood. And he's like, he's not quite sure how to respond to that. But Venom is. Venom knows how to respond. <laughs> Clearly. It was a big, giant, F this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. F and, this guy and Chomp. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Chomp. Was, Which. I, I thought that was fantastic. And I know we've now jumped all the way to the end. Yeah. Sorry but, about that. Uh, no, it's okay. That's the great we're, thing. We're nonlinear. Yeah, we're, we're old, non-linear. but we're nonlinear. 
if you expected us to go from beginning and take you through it, uh, that's not happening. Um, yeah, it was, I was surprised, like very surprised when uh, they killed Cletus at the end. Yeah. Like that was, that was shocking to me because it, it, you know, there's a long history of Venom and Carnage in, battling it out in the comics, like super long history, right? Um, and Carnage plays a, a very large role in, in the Marvel universe, especially when you look at it from the Spider-Man Venom side of the, the house. So to see him get axed, like at the end of the movie, I was like, wow. So we're done with that character. Yeah. Are we done with Venom? Was kind of my question. Like, where where does this go? And I feel like, and we should, I don't think we should talk about it yet. I feel like that question might have gotten answered in the post-credit scene for us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, let's back up a little bit. Um uh, broad strokes, I would say I was very entertained by this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's great, but it was I thought it was really entertaining. And and I agree with Rachel that it's very funny. And and I think, well. It's been a while since I saw the first one, but my memory of it would be that I think the second one, Let There Be Carnage, was funnier. And I liked the interplay between uh, Venom and, and Eddie even more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm laughing because of the whole, <laughs> the whole let me fix your nose. <laughs> and he fixes his nose so I can break it again. again. <laughs> I bust him again. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think, you know, and I don't know that it was, uh, you know, funnier than the first one for me. I think it it expanded on the humor, though, and there was a much more evolved relationship between Eddie and Venom. Yeah. Right. So and, which allowed for a different take on the humor. Right. Um, but yeah, odd I, couple. It's like, do you remember the odd yes. couple? It's, it's oh, kind of oh. odd couple, like learning to live together. Yeah. For those of you that are under the age of 40, uh, the odd couple reference just went. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay. Go look it I up. I think there was a reboot. I think there was a reboot. That was probably like 20 years ago. <laughs> there there might you, have though. been a reboot, but it's, it's a I don't classic. Know. Like there's a lot that that show influenced a ton of, sure. yeah. you know, the way they do cinematic relationships. Well, and just, right. Yeah. And just about every buddy cop movie has some element 100%. of that relationship, right? Like that there's originally the, the weapon. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got more so the second one. Yeah. Like the second one really played into the humor. The first one was a lot darker, but that's not why you came. (laughs) That's not why you talk about those kinds of things, a different episode. Yeah. yeah, So I, I, there was a lot of like, to your point, like odd couple humor throughout. Like the scene where for me, that's, that stands out, uh, when Eddie's feeling depressed and I guess I don't even remember exactly what set him off, but he's feeling kind of depressed and Venom's going to make him feel better by making him breakfast. And it all goes so horribly wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh, very much so. No, it was after um, he had gone to meet uh, his ex for, for dinner and she informed him that she, oh, was, yeah. she was engaged, yeah, yeah. that they were going to yeah. get married. Yeah. And, uh, and so Eddie was depressed and Venom thought he would make him feel better by <laughs> making him breakfast, singing 
the entire time, <laughs> right? Which was fantastic. That was one of my favorite things. And granted, they showed it in the, the previews. Um, it was something that was, you know, disclosed in the previews. But it didn't lose any of its humor. If anything, because they finally showed the context of what it, where it came from, I think it made it even funnier. Yeah. I will say this, that also pointed to a very like touching aspect of their relationship that I don't know, you know, that people might've caught because of the humor around it. And that was that there was a, an emotional empathy that Benham had towards Eddie mm-hmm. that he recognized his, his, his friend was hurt and sad and depressed and he wanted to make him feel better. And then Eddie's rejection of that because Eddie's anger towards finding out that the love of his life was engaged now to the, you know, to her doctor boyfriend um, took Eddie down the road of being un unfairly resentful towards Ben. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um, which set off a whole chain of events that took us to all kinds of interesting places. And I think one of the darker aspects of the movie was Venom body hopping until Uh, the body was done. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a, he hopped in, Oh, this person's not starting to feel well. Let me go ahead and bounce to the next one. He hopped in until that body was toast Mm -hmm. and then crawled his way over to the next one and used up the next host until that one was toast. And I, I get why they did that because there was the compatibility thing they were trying to demonstrate. Right. Yeah. But they were, the movie's a little flippant with that part. Like these people are just batteries that get used up. Yeah. But I mean, but it fits, I mean, it fits the story. Right. And, and it fits the character. Granted, we got a, a right. very funny venom, right? If you go back and flip through the comic books, it's not a funny, like, right. Yeah. Not a funny character. Yeah. Um, it's very dark. And I think that had to something you brought up earlier, I think had they gone with an R rating to it, we would have gotten, I think, more of a, what possibly people were expecting originally, mm. which was more of a horror style movie, right? Yeah. Where Venom was much more violent with, with things, was very gory, very, very dark. They could have done it that way. It still would have been something I would have gone to see. Um, just a, I don't know that it would have had the wide audience appeal that this does. Right. Yeah, for sure. Man, you know what you say that, you know what that makes me think of is the carnage getting loose in the prison scene mm-hmm. and how he just destroys everybody. And you know what I just thought of? This is a weird connection, but I just thought of the Joker speech in dark night in the hospital, the thing where he says about people are okay with essentially like people are okay with death. As long as it goes according to the plan, even if the plan is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like sure. did I just thought of this? Like, did I, was I kind of like eh, nonchalant about all the pardon the pun carnage that happens in the prison because it's people who are in prison. Right. Like, does it, do we just like, oh, yeah, well. But, you know, 
But if you really go back and look at that, uh, that scene and you pay attention to who Carnage takes out, he's not going after prisoners. Yeah, he's not really going after prisoners. I thought he did get a few, though. He might have gotten a few, but I think if we go back and we really take a look at it and it's and it's worth reviewing, you know, when it comes out again. Um, I think the few that he took out were on accident. Mm. Like okay. he was throwing a cell door and it happened to like, which makes sense, right? He's not he's there, not intentionally yeah. going after them. But at the same time, if they're in the way of what he's trying to do, he's not going to care two ways about them. Right, right. Yeah. He's not worried about collateral damage. No, he's not worried about collateral damage. Um, and he's worried about getting out and, you know, going after the people that hurt him, yeah. that were imprisoning him, were making him, uh, you know, feel bad. Um, with that, I, I, I think it's bears talking about what are your thoughts on woody harrelson's portrayal of, of cletus and carnage i would say i have not always been the biggest woody harrelson fan over the years and there's some things that i think we'll uh, see him in and like and things i'm like meh i, I thought he was pretty terrific like mm-hmm. i thought he kind of he just bought in and he was like i don't give a bleep i'm just gonna have some fun with this character and yeah. go to the extremes and it works for that character i think it works yeah, I, you know, first of all, I want to give it, it's like, I want to give the the producers and costume designers a, a big tip of the hat because I feel like they got Cletus and his look like pretty spot on. Um, yeah, know. which is a credit because I don't know. If you had asked me to cast it, I, I would have gone pretty far down the list before I got to Woody Harrelson. I think. Right. And, uh, you know, I and so in talking about Woody Harrelson, I have seen him in things that I thought he was just phenomenal. Uh, Natural Born Killers, which I think might be where they reached back to to see. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's that's yeah pretty solid work. Um, that was earlier on in his career. <laughs> Remember. He was in Cheers. That's why I first learned of yeah. him. I think um, it might have been his first thing. Well, if it wasn't, it was the first time I ever saw him. It was the first time I ever saw him as well. And, but so we got, you know, kind of the bumbling, like country bumpkin yeah. bartender in Cheers. And then we got Natural Born Killers, which I think he did something in between there. Um, he's got range. Yeah. Uh, in the. Uh, oh, zombie land movies yeah he's great in those i enjoy him immensely in the zombie land movies when he has the ability to be random and uh darkly humorous i think there's just something about him that really shines and he got that with cletus his devil may care like you know yeah attitude and glee and joy at doing like He's good thing. at portraying that. Yeah. He's good at portraying yeah. that. Yeah. Can he I admit something? Normal. I'm going to admit something that will get me in trouble with the uh, the Illuminati, the uh, comics geek culture Illuminati that I have not seen either of the Zombieland movies. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. They're, they're humorous. And yeah. there's something I, you know, as we talk about movies that you could get away with watching with like your teenage kids, 
I feel like Zombieland falls into that category. Okay. It's right. it's humorous. It's not like, yeah. It, you gotta I'll go put it on the it. list. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll put it on At the least list. watch the first one if for no yeah. other reason, like the Bill Murray cameo. I mean, I've always heard good things. I've never, I haven't like gone out of my way to avoid it. It just, I don't know. Just totally I haven't right. gone on my way to find it either, I guess. But That's fair. Um, anyway, sorry. So back to back to Venom. 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 Yeah, my yeah. my uh my 14-year-old daughter, she saw it with some friends and really liked it. But she can't, I just can't stop imitating her. And I don't know why she does it, but she just like came home and everything she saw it. Venom, 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 venom. <laughs> like, it's just a thing. She's 14. And that is like, yeah. things yeah. are funny here. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Woody Harrelson is is Carnage was was great. Um, something Rachel picked up on when we were watching the movie, and and I was I had been puzzling with it throughout the movie, going where is this person from? Uh, and that's um, is it what it, what is her name like? Are we Sh- talking about Shriek? Shriek, thank you. Yeah, Shriek uh, wasn't right. That's Saved by the Bell. Uh, <laughs> Shriek. That's a whole different movie. Whole different Although let's let Venom loose on the Saved by the Bell no. community, and that could be a really interesting movie. That would be fun. No. Sorry. Uh, but so Shriek, the actress that played Shriek was yes. uh, Calypso in the um, Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, and uh, Naomi Harris. She is, I'm pretty sure, I'm looking right now. I'm pretty sure she is Money Penny in the Bond movies. Yeah, she's Money Penny in the Bond movies. The current, the Daniel Craig. Oh, movies. there you go. So, so she has a, a really nice uh, attachment to kind of, you know, geek culture and, and yeah. some of her roles. That Shriek character. And um, did, was that was that a was that a creation for the movie? Is that is that a character we've come across somewhere else? Oh, I think John and I have had our first uh, Dave. our first Dave. problems, yeah, of Dave. connection. <laughs> and apparently, it's yeah. on my end. Yeah. I just got the "your internet connection is unstable" message. Sorry, folks. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, can hear you now. Okay, I was just asking: Is the Shriek character is was that created for this movie, or is that somebody that no, we've no, seen in the mo- in the comics? Because that's I somebody you see aware. in the comics. I don't remember though. Honestly, I don't, I, I don't know enough about her to know if the uh, connection between her and, and carnage is accurate Okay. or if it was just created for the movie. I mean, which is fine if it was, yeah, which is okay. Um, but I thought, you know, her character was, was fun, entertaining, uh, a really nice, you know, now that I think about it, it was interesting The the relationship that endured, between a couple through the movie in in kind of the traditional sense of enduring was between the two crazies Mm. right Mm -hmm. Um, even though it ended in a very uh interesting way right where when she started screaming or shrieking uh carnage made it very clear (laughs) don't ever let her do that again or i'm going to kill her yeah right yeah uh and he, he came through on that promise. Like he was, you know, she did it again and he was making it clear he was going to take her out. Right. Um, but, it, you know, and then you saw the, the relationship between Eddie and I can never remember 
uh, Michelle Williams character's name? Yeah, I can't remember Michelle Williams. Beth? Character. Beth. Let's go with Beth. I think that's right. I, I guess I could look it up. If only we had all the knowledge of the universe came, like Ooh, at our fingertips. We have it, we have it all. Um, by the way, Anne. sorry. Anne. Anne. There you go. Sorry. We were one letter off um, in the <laughs> alphabet. Multiple letters off in the name, though. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, however, right, the, the relationship between Eddie and Anne um, probably at the end of the day was more healthy in the way that it, it it kind of went. I do have to say the doctor's involvement, the doctor boyfriend, doctor fiance, yeah. was unexpected that he became a bit larger part of that whole thing. Right. And was allowed to play a role beyond just annoying new boyfriend slash new fiance. Right. He was uh he he showed up to try and rescue everybody. Yeah. Um which good on you because if we're being honest, how many people in real life are running off to where all the crazy alien fighting is going on, you know, yeah. to, to try and rescue everybody? Because he wasn't just trying to rescue him. He, he showed up uh, and it was clear that he had uh, a recognition of the value of Eddie and Venom in the world as well. Right? Yeah, right. And I think he recognized that, yeah, he's won Anne's heart but she still cares for them. And if harm came to them, it would hurt her. And if he had a chance to help with that, then it's, it's a way to help his fiance. Yes. Um, Can we talk about though, one of the funnier moments in the movie where Eddie Venom slaps him. (laughs) He's apologizes. He's like, I'm so sorry. And they wander off and he's in, in the doctor says, you know, uh, a line that I think is perfect. It's like those two meet couple counseling. Right. It's so good. Well, and that's, it's interesting as we're talking about it, there's a lot of different types of relationships happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, on one level, what's this movie about? Well, it's kind of about two alien gobs of goo fighting each other, but really it's to me, it seems it, the, the underlying, the deeper stuff here is different types of relationship, what it means to care for another, well, I was going to say human being, another, another being. Right. <laughs> and, and how to be a, how to be in a relationship with somebody, whether that's romantically or just as a friend or just, you know, the love that friends can share mm-hmm. the, the platonic love. Cause it, yeah. I think ultimately really it's about, this movie is about how Eddie and Venom come to realize they love each other and need each other. Yes. Yeah, I, I would say so. And and shows that, you know, despite not getting along at times, which is perfectly normal. Yeah. Right. Uh, that you still care for one another. Like it's right. okay to not, if you're in a relationship with somebody, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to not get along. It's okay to do those things. Um, it's part of it's part of life. Like you're not always going to agree a hundred percent with somebody, but if you you know if you pause and and take the time to respect one another and look at things from each other's you know perspective, hopefully like you can find some middle ground uh, to always work from. Yeah, um, and I would say in a real life perspective, one would hope that it wouldn't require you know draining three or four people's entire life energy enough to kill them in order to figure that out. But you know, in all fairness, he was just trying to get to the rave. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. I mean, that's there's probably some real truth to that as well. People just <laughs> right. up people to try and get to a party. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which that that scene was pretty funny too. That scene was great. I enjoy first of all the fact that he wound up with all the little glowy things mm-hmm. all over him was mm-hmm. hilarious. It showed a, a a desire by Venom to be accepted. Yeah. Right. And to be yeah, recognized yeah. for the good that he could do. And, yeah. and it was, I think it was one of the more endearing moments. And it was funny too, when the girl in the crowd, you know, yells, I love you. And he responded, I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, yeah. it, was, it was funny. There were some great uh, touching humorous moments right. in the movie as well. Which was unexpected. Yeah. Which was really unexpected. I think one of my favorite Venom moments was when Eddie and, and Venom went into Mrs. Chin's uh, convenience store mm. to get chocolate mm-hmm. and there was no chocolate and Venom says, well, we'll just eat Mrs. Chin then. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Mrs. Chin is reading Eddie the riot act about something and he, yeah. and he pauses and he goes, we're not going to eat Mrs. Chin. And she gets this look on her face right, like, right. whoa, wait a second. What's going on? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, hold on a sec. Um, and so I, I thought, you know, those little, like, there was a lot of humor in the movie. Um, there was a lot of good action in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, you know, all humor. There was some great action. I thought, you know, the effects were good. Um, the, you know, not to just prop it up as a, an amazing movie. Like we talked about it. It, it was funny. It was humorous. Um, I like Tom Hardy's portrayal of, uh, Eddie Brock in Venom. Yeah, I liked uh, Woody Harrelson's portrayal of, of Cletus and Carnage. Again, like I said, I was really surprised they offed Cletus at the end. Um, yeah, like I mean, there's un- all... underutilizing him a little bit in that way. Yeah, yeah, underutilizing. This is also one of those situations where I understood why they had Shriek in there right, to kind of uh, develop Eddie maybe a little bit more and to give him some motivation. Cletus. Cletus, yeah, sorry, yeah. Cletus. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I think you could have done it without. Yeah. Right, and I and it, at times it struck me as, which happens with comic book movies sometimes, and we've talked about this, trying to put too much into a movie, right? Yeah. Are you, is it, is it the right balance? I mean, we can look at, there's a classic example of this. The first time we saw Venom on screen <laughs> in Spider-Man three with Tobey Maguire. And, uh, that was um, one of those. But it was, you know, that was yeah. one of those yeah. where it was a, a great example of trying to do too much. Yeah. And not having the ability to develop your your main foil or your main foe to the character enough and it overcomplicated things. Like, I think that movie would have been just fine with just symbiote Spider-Man transitioning into Venom and, and exposing that without having Harry Osborn and without having, you know, Sandman in it and... Um, 
this with Shriek, I think we could have had a, a totally acceptable movie without that character. Um, not saying that it was done poorly by any means, but at times it felt like they were trying to do too much in a short amount of time. Yeah. And it feels like one of those um, just nods to plot and let's say, oh, it just so happens that this long lost lover of Cletus's has the one ability that's the weakness of the symbiote. Right. Like you're, you're, it wasn't necessary to further the plot. Yeah. Although I'd be interested in, in a, in a shriek story, mm-hmm. like that setup they had to keep her, to keep her power in check at yeah. the, at the whatever hospital was pretty elaborate. Yes. You no, know, like that's, that's pretty interesting that she had, she clearly had some ability, you know, you put her and Banshee and black canary in a room and let's see what happens. That would have been good. That would be good. Uh, the symbiotes would never stand a chance. Um, so with this and, and, you know, before we, I think before we kind of run out of time in the episode, I think we should talk about the most amazing, spectacular mm. See what I'm doing here? Amazing, <laughs> spectacular uh, post-credit scene in the history, maybe, of post-credit scenes. That's saying something, but I, I'm not here to disagree with you on that one. Yeah. Dave, would you like to reveal this to everybody? So it was a really good setup because I thought the ending of the movie before that was really good with, mm-hmm. with Eddie and Venom going to a happy place and figuring things out and, and, and being okay with each other. Yeah. They're sitting in a hotel room. The, the world shakes for a moment and suddenly things are a different color and bedspreads are different. There's a pillow or no, no, it was a, uh, it was the, it was what's gross that? hotel room. It was like a gross like not oh, a gross, yeah. but like kind yeah. of rundown hotel room. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you're right. The world's it's nice. It's like a resort, right? Yeah, with with uh, towels, you know, shaped like folded to shape like animals or something, and yeah, and the TV comes on, and Eddie and Venom are confused at what's going on and what's on the TV, John. Yeah, uh, J- Jonah Jameson, right? Talking Jake about Jameson. Yeah, talking about Peter Parker is Spider Man. Holy jeez. Yeah. Like mind blown. Well, and even, even worlds collide. <laughs> yeah, worlds literally collide. Yes. Multi right. multiverses collide. Multiverses collide. Uh and then Venom goes up to the screen and, and licks it. And licks it and says, This guy. Yeah. Right? Uh so. Our description there doesn't do justice to how no. how fabulous this scene was and just how you're like, whoa. Yeah. I, I mean, Venom's and, now in the MCU. Yes. That, Venom's and, now and in the MCU. Was, and that was the thing, right? Yeah. We now get uh Venom in the MCU. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that may like shock people, but it's out there and you can find it. If you go to IMDB for Spider-Man uh No Way Home. Tom Hardy is listed in the cast of actors. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I 
I looked it up because I, I was just looking at IMDb. I was curious about uh, who all was in the movie. Like, who was our yeah, Sinister yeah. Six going to be? Yeah. And Tom Hardy is listed in there. Uh, it lists him as Eddie Brock. It doesn't list him as Venom. Okay. okay. So who knows how that's gonna how that's gonna end up working out? Yeah. Um, but it, it first of all, like I had a, a total like happy nerd moment. Yes. Uh, and it was just, and in all fairness, I believe my wife commented that now the new Spider-Man movie was worth seeing. <laughs> Hey, so whatever it takes. Good job, Sony and Marvel. You've right. now gotten one other movie sale, movie ticket sale out of this yeah. from someone who may not have joined me originally on this uh, and watching that movie. But man, the like it, it raises so many questions. Right. Yes. Like for instance, does is Venom's reaction to Spider-Man because in symbiote history somewhere, like they're you know, are they sort of retconning in the original Spider-Man Venom symbiote interaction? Right. Or does he somehow like, does he somehow sense Venom through the TV that Spider-Man's a guy he could connect with? Like Peter Parker's a guy he could connect with? Like, what's that? What's Venom's reaction there about, do you think? Well, and yes, like, oh my goodness, yes. And there's, and there's, have you seen the previews to No Way Home? I know you're very anti-watching previews. Um, I've seen some. Okay. So there's, there's a scene where he's running through like the cafeteria at school and he has on a black suit. Mm. Okay. Um, right. And so we're, if we're talking like multiversal, like collisions, the thing that I, I wondered was in, are they retconning it in? Does it impact when these things cross over, right? In the multiversal collision, does it impact the memories of the individuals, right? Mm, so yeah. is it possible that when they when they collided and Venom and Eddie get pulled into the, you know, this larger like Spider-Man universe, um, is it possible that there's this like part of the symbiote that has connected with like you know what i mean because yeah. we're talking about you know there we're, we're still talking about toby mcguire being pulled in uh to the movie somehow right we know this we're getting in, uh molina as doc ock comes right. back in right we aren't 100 percent sure if uh defoe comes back as the as the goblin it's been hinted uh, at though right it's like been hinted some, at we know yeah. jamie fox is electro um so there is a, a sinister six-ish like exposure, but it's all brought about by the the hiccup in the multiverse that's yeah. created through Doctor Strange and, right. and uh, Peter Parker. And, and we know Michael Keaton is back as Batman. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a different multiversal? Uh... <laughs> different multiversal. Uh, which, if you watch DC fandom, oh my goodness! But we're we're not gonna. We'll, yeah, you should touch yeah. on that. That's a podcast for another day. Yes. Yeah, we should touch on that next week yeah. because there was a lot to unpack at DC fandom. Yeah. Um, and I think we're still going to be unpacking it through the rest of the week, but yeah, I just like with Toby Maguire coming in, is it the suit? And because Toby Maguire, as we all know, through the film that shall not be named, right. Uh, war. Yeah. The suit. Emo Peter. Right. So will those be the same? Well, yeah. Will those be different Venoms? Are they different? You right. know, if we've got different versions of Spider-Man, can we have multiversal multiversal versions of Venom? Is this a different 
Venom. Or will Venom, to your point, will Venom feel a, a strange pull to Peter and jump from Eddie? And is that why we see Peter running through the cafeteria in a black suit? Yeah. There's been a disturbance in the force. There has. This is going to be, I'm so excited for No Way Home now. Like so many, so many possibilities for that story now. Well, and, and Kevin, is it Kevin Feige? 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 I think Feige? I've heard it Feige. Kevin, we don't know how to pronounce your name. If you could yeah. just give us a call right, uh, right. And, and just reach out to us and let us know how to pronounce your last name. We also have some additional questions for you um, and, and would like to move. But also, too. thank you, because you've done yeah. an amazing job. Amazing. Like, absolutely amazing as, as the you know producer across so many shows. Um, but he came out on social media and said they, you know, they worked diligently with uh, between Spider-Man No Way Home and Venom to create that scene and to set this up. Yeah. So there is, man. You don't go to all that trouble to just sort of have it be a throwaway thing. Like right. I got to think yeah, it's no. going to be a major part of No Way Home. Yeah, I feel it. Like, if not a major part, at least a it's going to be more than just a cameo, I think. Right, I feel like they're going to, there's going to be, now here's an interesting route to think of in this too, is that, Venom's been pulled now, like you said, into the MCU. We have been seeing a setup of a very different team coming about uh, with all the post-credit scenes from like Falcon and Winter Soldier and mm. Black Widow and everything and, else. And Shang-Chi. And Shang-Chi. So are we going to see a Thunderbolts team and did they pull Venom into this universe oh, yeah. to be able to enter you know interlace him into like because that makes sense yeah. to me that makes sense that you have a thunderbolts team of uh venom of yelena of um u.s agent mm -hmm. right yeah thunderbolt ross yeah because that was part of a conversation that um so Black Widow, and I don't know if anybody realizes, set up Thunderbolt Ross as the Red Hulk. Because in the comment, because she mentioned that Ross had had his third, like, triple bypass, which was something that in the comics, it was Ross's ailing health that led, and his total hatred of, like, <laughs> the Hulk, yeah. to take on being the red hulk but they had to put a limiter on it because of the amount of stress that it put on ross's uh human form which is why you only get him for a certain period of time in thunderbolt um so there's there's absolutely a setup for yeah. it to be there and it would make sense for venom to show up in that right that'd be a hell of a team that would be something i would i would 100 like go and see now are they setting it up though as a as a standalone movie or are they setting it up as a team to be in the secret wars hmm. right that whole series which if you've seen anything about it and uh they just recently released something in social media where they reported that uh everybody on that project is getting used to being super tight-lipped mm. and not being able to talk about the project at all 
That must mean that uh, Tom Holland is not involved in that project. <laughs> he's famous for going on TV oh, yeah. and spoiling things. That he is, isn't he? Man, yeah. Tom Holland, we love you, buddy. But yes, you are for sure. bad at keeping secrets. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makes for entertaining YouTube videos. Um, yes, it does. Yes, it does. And the reaction that like people have when he lets something slip <laughs> right. and they just look at him like, come on. Really? Uh, um, You can't blame him. He's young and he's excited and he's part of a big, you know, a big universe. And, uh, you know, they just can't trust him with anything. Um, (laughs) So overall, you know, Dave, if you had to give uh, Venom, I mean, we should probably just keep it simple. Like thumbs up, thumbs down, right? Like Siskel and Ebert used to do. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll give that a thumbs up. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's funny. And and oh my gosh, at it's only like 90 minutes long. Like nobody yeah, makes a, a one of these big action superhero movies only 90 minutes. Yeah. Like that's crazy. True. It's super fast, but it didn't feel like to me, it didn't feel even at that's that short time running time, it didn't feel like it was over too quickly or whatever. Like I, I thought it, I thought it worked. I thought it worked. Yeah. So I'll give it a I'll give it a a thumbs up for having some fun and 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 more depth than I expected. Yeah, I, I give it a thumbs up as well. And I agree with you that I was a little bummed out that it had a 90 minute runtime. It's like, ooh, they're going to rush this. And, and there were a couple of spots where you thought, me, but at the same time, there was no point at the end that I thought it wasn't enough. Yeah. Like right. it, it felt like a good complete story to me. Um, would I have liked to have seen another, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of this sure who wouldn't yeah, right? right it's fun yeah it was entertaining but i think they they hit all the marks and they did a good job and i'm excited yeah. to see where the character goes next uh, yes. especially with the inclusion into this and you know there's other things i don't think you could do in 90 minutes um and recently we talked about something that dc is trying to do in 79 mm-hmm. well we'll have to watch it and then determined but if you're a and just to give it a little context injustice was made into an animated movie by dc which i don't know about you dave i really love dc animated movies i think they're so good they do such a good job um but injustice is a powerful storyline and has so much going on in it and they did it in 79 minutes and i am nervous skeptical yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous. But you brought up a good point. What if they were doing a whole series of these and it's a bunch of different ones and they're all 79 minutes? Maybe that'll be okay. Yeah, but do you trust that that's what they're doing? No, I don't. Yeah, me either. I don't. I'm sorry, DC. I love you. But like, I, I think we might be in trouble on this one. Yeah. But we'll watch it and we'll see. And yeah. um, important, important tomorrow, the Dune remake comes out. Yes. I'm yes. excited for this one. Yeah, I am too. And I'll, I've seen the, you know, the previews for that a um, couple of times. Certainly when I saw Venom, there was a, there was a Dune preview and right. it looks tremendous. It does. And did you ever see the original? Way I back. did. Yeah. And I read it. I read the book, you know, at least the first one, maybe more. I don't really remember. I know I read the first one, you know, 30 years ago or something, but. Yeah, I, um, I liked the first one. I mean, I was a kid when I saw it. Right? Yeah. And so it was a spectacle when he saw it. And it was weird. Yeah. 
It's the just, one with Sting. We're talking about the one with Sting. Yeah, we're talking about the one with Sting. And it and it had very weird, odd moments to me, but it was made by David Lynch. If you know anything about David yeah. Lynch's movie yeah. making history, he does a really good job with that. But it was still like, I was a kid. I thought, this is cool. Yeah. Like it had some necessary things. Um, but I don't I, think I'd read the book as a kid when I saw that movie. No, that movie came out in like the mid 80s or something like or early 80s, the, maybe. The book was enormous. Yeah. Is enormous. Yes. Like it, it's huge. Um, but I am excited for the remake. It looks like it looks beautiful. Yes. Um, it looks yes. like a, a sweeping epic. Apparently it's two movies. Um, so that's great. I'm glad to hear that they didn't try and cram all of that story into one movie like they did with the original. Um, yeah. But I am excited to see this. I told Rachel she has to come with me for this one. Um, so she's so I'm not sitting in the theater alone, though I have no problem sitting in a theater yeah. alone. I don't, I don't um, know if I'll get away with that one with Joanne. I don't, I don't yeah. think she's going to. We'll see. We'll I, I can probably talk Josh into going with me. It'll be good. Yeah. So lots of stuff though coming up in the next yes. few months, including Spider-Man No Way Home. And Eternals. We got Eternals, Eternals in like three weeks or something. Yeah. Two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks, something like that. What's going on? Yeah. Lots going on. But uh I think for now. Yeah, this is Coffee and Capes. Don't forget to, you know, here's the stereotypical, like, we'd be happy to have you give us a review or uh give us some, you know, leave us, give us the Whatever star everybody says, give us the five star review. Well, maybe you don't think we're worth it. We think we'd love it if you thought that, but well, we're happy with like three and a half. Yeah, I mean, a four know. star is even good. Sure. Uh, yeah, give us a do the do the things, do all the things on all the podcast places. Find us on Instagram. Send us an email if you'd like to comment in that old fashioned way because we're old guys. We we do email. Um, tell your friends. Tell your friends, like the more listeners we have, like, you know, uh, the cooler stuff that we'll be able to do down the road. Uh, Dave and I both like the idea of giving back. We have some ideas that, you know, when we get to a point with our our listeners, we have some giveaway things that we might, you know, be interested in doing. But tell your friends, um, have your friends write us what they would like to hear about. Yeah. as yeah, always. story idea. We'd, yeah, we'd love to have some episode ideas. Yeah, what do you want to hear us hear, hear, talk, hear us talk about? Yeah, I think next week's going to be DC Fandom. Sounds like awesome. Well, until then, everybody, uh, have a great week. And this has been uh, Coffee and Capes. Bye, guys.